Welcome to Let's Talk. Where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We are live and interactive. With education. Spoken word. Poetry Corner, um, the same usual thing every Tuesday. We do this. We got a great show tonight. A lot of uh, poets here tonight. Packed house, which is a good thing. So we're gonna go get the party started off right. Our first poet is Tiff. Tiff, your mute. Um, your mic unmuted. Now it is. Now it is. I knew it was going to be me. Somebody's mic, somebody uh, in the back, uh, their mic, I keep getting like an interference, but, you know, but Tiff, explain to uh, the audience who you are. I mean, um, how long you been into poetry? Where you from? Yeah. So um, my name is Tiffany. I go by T.M. Stewart. Like that's my writing name. I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. And like my story into writing and poetry is is sort of like I kind of fell into it. So at the time, I was just writing poetry to myself, like just as a way to articulate my feelings. It was like the only way I thought that I could get it out. And when I shared it with a couple of my friends, they were like, this is good and you should publish something. So I did. I published a like I self-published a book of poetry and then I wrote a book and self-published that. And then like literally everything else in my life just, just like elevated and stemmed from that. So I couldn't even do what I was what I was doing before. I literally just stopped everything else and I became a writer and a poet. Great. And that just happened in March. Yeah. Like not even a year, well, a year now. So, yeah. So how can a person purchase your books? So you can purchase my books on Amazon. Uh, 
It's called uh, one book is called Jewels from a Black Diamond. Another book is called No Saving Me for Later. Or you can go to my website, which is uh, TiffanyMStewart.com. Okay. Well, without any further ado, uh, you up. All right. So I have one poem. And I'm, I'm sharing just this one poem tonight because it's the first poem that I wrote after taking a break. And it's um, special to me. So... It doesn't have a title, so maybe um, if anyone want to help me with that. So here it goes. He said, have you ever had real love? That hard to explain, but you can feel love. I had to think, but really it's hard to say when you are filled with it, but ain't ever really feel love. At least not love like that. I guess everybody wants ideal love. That flaws concealed love. Posting pictures of your meals love. But I just want love in my language because I never had affirming words revealed love. Or just because I'm me, absolute zeal love. I did have the for you I killed love, then killed me with words, so I had to learn how to heal love. I never had serenades and automobiles love, or the respect is strong as still love. But I want stealing kisses at red lights love. And even if we fight, you never think you're always right love. And we grow together, but we still have our own unique lives love. I want best friends. We laugh till we spill Carefully crafted and precious in the potter's will, love. Sunsets are a backdrop to unrivaled satisfaction and appeal, love. Doesn't make any sense, yet it's true, but feels like surreal, but feels surreal, love. Can't be duplicated because it's destiny, signed and sealed, love. That was nice. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I love it. That was nice. Yes. You got us wanting more. You talking about one point. That was good. So you yeah, only hear this one time? I mean, you know, it's every Tuesday, right? I mean, I could, yeah. I, could <laughs> I could do something else, but you ain't got nothing else in the, you ain't got nothing else in the chamber. You know, I could do something else. Um, we'll come back. We'll, look, we'll come back. Don't leave okay. us, all right? All right. Don't leave us. Come back, all right? All right. Okay. I'll come back. I'll double back because you might have plans. Okay. Hold up. Poetic. Is your mic muted, Poetic? Yeah, I was typing the title for her piece in the chat. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, this piece is called Island Vibe for Me. A Caribbean vibe so cool, make me wanna dip and drip my ink like dipping in a pool. Full of sultry nouns and verbs while sipping mixed drinks, smoking herbs. Finally focused on relaxing all while grooving. Filled with island melodies as the beach breeze flows with oddities. The sky full of stars dancing in the moonlight. Atmosphere so right. The vocals sang over the chrome mic. Not waiting for just the like. Chilling to a string production. Mixed with island drum beats emitting seduction. Hidden treasures a block from the boardwalk, the night air to be stalked so we can talk. Live music so enthralling, I feel the ink calling as I vibe, just vibe. The rum soothing my chills, straight mixture of flavors that fills. 
the mind, body, and soul with stirring libations, tasting more than just the night air with no limitations, regular tunes and alcohol, soothes and cures all, strolling through the catalog of tunes that are laced with reggae roots and soon I'll start filling the lyrics as I compose my own production of simplistic rhymes and beats that make you move your feet. It's the sound for me that moves me rhythmically. Hear that chord align with my sword. I mean my pen that excuses the heartbeat, moving your feet from the back alley to the street. Can you feel that? I mean, can you hear that? Can you picture that? I mean, can you sense that from the island, not the mainland? Come on, twist with me, wind with me, move them hips for me. Tell me, can you envision the songs with precision? It's the vibe for me. So tell me, and that's that piece. Okay, nice. Uh. Oh, not me. <laughs> My bad. Tiff, I'm back at you again. Oh, you're back so soon. Okay. Okay. I have one. So interesting enough. Um, so the poem that I wrote, the first one, it was prompted by a question that I couldn't answer. Like I had to write it out. So I have another poem like that, but it's at two very different places in my life. So okay. I could share another poem like that. Okay. Um, he asked, why are you hiding? I asked, what are you trying to see? You see, I smile, I smile, I hide, smile, why? Cause I learned this, this world is a cold place to be. Those trying to mind the depths of me to take for their own blessing. Fake friends, see real joy and turn to enemies. He said, peel back. I said, why? How come you want to go so deep? Because the wall I built yields to layer of a woman who doesn't want to be exposed to the, to the disappointment of continuity or lack of that when things get too heavy, when you don't understand my needs and I have to remind you that you're the one who asked to see me. Like a mirror, I see through them those like you who proclaim love. What's your truth? I'll let you feel my surface, hesitant to let you be a condu conduit beneath, but you can skim. I ask again, why do you want to come into me? Because people take what they want. They see what they need. They pillage and plunder, steal your light right from under you, then leave you to recover. I said, what are you trying to see? What motivates your curiosity? What's your decree? That's it. Yes. Yes. Love that. Wow. Hmm. That's the lead-off hitter for the night, y'all. She did it again. A great job. Okay. See, this is what happens. One second, y'all. Adrian, yes, you're up. Um, uh, who are you? <laughs> I gotta ask, who are you? Um, well, my name is Adrian, and um, I go under the screen name Miss VIP, um, and Epiphany, the For Real Entertainment Network. Um, I co host a show with La Perla Negra called The Love Zone, which is every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's it, mainly. 
you're up. You, you, you do your thing. All right. <laughs> this piece is called My Muse. Please, he whispered in my ear, be my muse. See, the sun doesn't compare with your smile. No artist could paint you. No picture can capture your true essence. I am not a poet. I am the ink. And you, my dear, are the poetry. So please, my love, be my muse. Your heart is beautiful, touching those with your compassion. And that makes you beautiful on the outside. Your intellect makes you brilliant, yet confident, not arrogant. You don't seek attention, but you're the star in my story that shines bright throughout the sky. You're the beacon to find my way home. You're the song I'd sing that the world, all the world would know it's you. I am not a poet, I am the ink, and you, my dear, are the poetry. I became his muse. Our love grew, my heart he didn't abuse. He dared to shout it from the rooftop how much he loved me and he'd never stop. We walked hand in hand, made me understand. He said, baby, I'm for real. It was all it could be. He produced a diamond ring, said it's forever. And how I was his woman, love and poetry. And that's that piece. Wow, that's nice. That's nice. Give it, up for her. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> oh my bad. What's up? Uh sir, you need to introduce yourself, sir. You were supposed to ask questions, huh? You're supposed to let me know what's up. Um <clears throat> My name is Aaron. Aaron, Early. Aaron where are you from? How long have you been in the poetry? Let us know. It's like the fifth time you should have been on the show. <laughs> Every time I tried to get on the show, I had computer issues, so I had to set it up. But um, I've been writing since I was 13 years old, um, mostly for me or whoever I'm trying to entertain. So for the most part, it's been for me and myself. So I'm going to share with y'all today. I got a couple pieces I want to. I want to share, especially in in regards to what we're going through with the whole Dante Wright situation. It's no different than what we've been going through. <clears throat> Excuse me. And let me know if my mic is too loud because I got it like real close. You good. So <clears throat> what's in front of me? Adversity. Actually having adversaries attacking me. Apparently in this race war, we are the casualties. Trying to reach the youth to love, but it's no love for the faculties. Trying to come across the middle while they aim for my head when they tackle me. Animosity. The ferocity never comes with a limited velocity. The philosophy is never intelligible like Socrates. The hate derives from a place that doesn't require you to acknowledge me. Yet somehow they still have no problems to admonish me. Rage. Fire in my veins these days. Trying times where I'd rather burn buildings and sage. We are on two different books. How can we be on the same page? Pandemonium during this pandemic, but it's more of a mental plague. Optimism. Yeah, for some reason I seek 
Yet for some reason I seek to stop the schism. While some would fear, I'm sorry, while some would rather make ops, I'd rather not oppose the opposition. I'd always make love a proposition. Here's a heart and the olive branch in its proposition. Nice. I'm too damn nice if you ask me. But the polar opposite, I wouldn't put it past me. I'd rather not jeopardize my soul and let hate's fuel gas me. I was always told that love will be everlasting. But what's in front of me? But that's me. Prioritize on the front lines. Stepping up for my people for the umph time. <clears throat> Each and every time at that. Because Aaron represents black. Despite the adversity, animosity, rage, optimism, and niceness that shapes how he reacts. This isn't something he can retract. Ten claws firmly entrenched in a map. We'll rather get to the point than get to the strap. But it depends on what's in front of me. So that was the first one. Mm. Okay. Uh, now, okay. obviously, we deal with a lot of stuff that that we are opposed with, um, like racism, police brutality, and all that other stuff. But sometimes it's, it's really good that we pay attention to what makes us happy in this world. And one thing that makes me happy, I'm sure the brothers can attest to this, is the black woman. So I got something special for my sisters. All right. You want to say it now or you want to wait, Aaron? No, I'm going to say it now. I got more if you need me. Oh, oh, go right ahead. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let me get my, my. All right, here we go. Oh, I'm back? Yeah, you good. All right. God's, God's pen gently blotted into the ink, stroking the blank canvas without needing to think, an outline reminiscent of the divine when emotion making me forecast a vision as beautiful as ocean on the ocean, overlooking the waves beneath her grace as God takes his time perfecting every feature of her face, that beautiful blend of brown skin along with those almond-shaped eyes, some pleasantly plump lips with a nose that's nice and ripe, hair that blows like the Christmas breezes on a western cape, atop a body that flows like Victoria's Lake. Once the outline is completed, once the outline is completed, he begins to sculpt his latest masterpiece, Imagine God taking a step back, giving himself a chef's kiss, saying magnifique. All for a product that's unfinished. He had to complete you so the rest of the world has the pleasure to witness the black woman coming to life. With a smile so delectable to every eye, with a mind so captivating, a touch so scintillating, a walk that will have the look is hyperventilating. The best part is the genuine modesty of an amalgamation of Iris, Venus, and Aphrodite, the sighting, oh, so satisfying. My eyes haven't been the same since, so I'd rather not speak in this past tense. I cannot wait to see your radiance, your shine, your sheen, your sparkle, your shimmer, and most importantly, your smile, which can never get dimmer. It's the illumination that can lead a dark soul to joyousness. It's why I get so glad God took his time enjoying this. So I thank him, and I thank you for showcasing your smile. No matter what you wear, it'll never go out of style. But forgive me, as I reduce the black woman to what's on the external. In this time of strife, it's only right that we learn you. The strength, perseverance, ingenuity of plenty. What you are on the inside is what truly cements your divinity. You are wise, you are caring. You take no shorts in this long game. You embody closeness, yet we can feel your love even from a long range. Because you are love, you are everything, you are the creator. God may have made man after himself, but he had to dig deep to discover your flavor. Queen, 
you're involved permanently, not just a magazine. Losing too many of you to things unforeseen, this is truly as bad as it seems. And as our Black queens, we need to stand guard and protect you. We need to put to the forefront any issues that affect you. For my brothers that can grasp the internal and external awe, I wish there was a way that I could connect you. Because I've been, I've been loved by a Black woman, and that connection is special. She's more than what meets the eyes. She can truly transform you. All while putting the world on the shoulders as she adorns you. Let's never let that level of love be wasted for brandished images, for brandished images encouraging self-hatred. Kill off the innuendo of Black women being baby mamas and only being available for drama. Let's bring each other up because they are the ones who make the efforts to raise us. Black women are Black women matter and deserve every one of our praises. Mm. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Nice piece. Very nice. All right, Jazzy, we're going to come in with you right now. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah. There's a thin line between healthy and toxic. And to say I walk a thin line is approximate. I was borderline in love when he kissed me, filled me with feelings I wasn't ready for, had me ready to kick in people's doors. He was amazing. Every feeling in my body went through a tasing because his touches came from his soul. To love him forever became my goal, but I wasn't ready. My brain and heart were scattered like confetti. Was saying to myself, I won't let this nigga get me because I've been there before, feeling shattered, sleepless nights and heart sore. Had to fuck it up before I loved him more. So to protect me, I threw in insecurities, threw in questions like, do you really love me? And our relationship began to stagger, his love began to lag up, but he still wanted to love me. So I had to turn it up and bring in toxicity. Like, love isn't for me, and who is she? The she that gets them every time when you know there's no truth, but you tell them that they're lying. This ain't because I didn't want love. It's because I'm scared to feel, because being sick of heartbreak is real. So I do these things intentionally. The shit happens subconsciously and I don't recognize it until he leaves me. Then I stand there alone, victim of my own self-sabotage. He tried to love me, but then I pointed out my flaws. Even with sex, I only took off my drawers. And while he said, let me make love to you, I wish the back don't touch my fupa. When in my dreams, love making was freaky and sex was so simple. But in real life, it was a tug of war with my t-shirt hiding every scar and every dimple. And in rea reality, this man seemed past my imperfection, only my golden complexion that was radiant to him and he wanted more. But I subconsciously ended the game and didn't allow him to soar. If I could pick up all the pieces again, what I I would not, because I'd be waiting for the payback of his heart to eventually fill my spot. So I sit here with the tug of war of love and war. And for now, I'm going to sit this one out until I understand what taking chances is all about. There's a thin line between healthy and toxic. And to say I walk a thin line is approximate. Peace. Wow. Okay, Jazzy. Yeah. Hey, Jazzy. Okay, Jazzy. Go, Paul. And we're going to have toxic relationships tonight. Okay, Mojave, my brother. What up? Oh, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start with my camera. My bad. <laughs> All right. Um, hey. People, kings and queens, ladies and gentlemen, family. Uh, my name is Mojave. I am the chief mischief maker of erotica slam, um, as well as the honey drippers erotic poetry. I am also uh, 
person with a lot of podcasts in the radio universe, um, which happens to be War Council, Hidden uh, Radio Show, um, Christmas Kwanaka, Hanukkah, whatever, um, all those. But uh, tonight we're going to do some poetry. So um, I had a conversation about this um, earlier. So I decided I'd dedicate this piece to Poppy Diablo. I used to carry sorrow like shadow. And it seems that only the sunshine reminded me of how dark the day would be. I used to let the weight of my hate seep into my taste, that everything I spoke seemed flavored from that plate. I was uncertain. I used to think to come to terms with it, that I was a loser in it, that I cannot be complete in it, but the soul sings like butterfly wings. And if you be still, you can hear and listen to this song. What light through window panes? What ohms travel your astral plane? What life do you have and why do you accept the blame when you were always known to do or be greater? And right now, right now a third grader is nursing a black eye. In between his tears and out his soul cries, he is writing a note saying he's sorry that he can't be here anymore. His story is that he likes to comb hair on dolls and style them like his grandmother did on Saturday morning in her kitchen. His grandmother, deep brown from the south with even deeper even deeper wrinkles that spoke of those deep south blues, the kind that her father worried for her because she was such a pretty young thing growing up that he'd be one of the first black men to own a car, had to lock her in it whenever he stopped to get food or gas on highways and byways. Injustice would never be known to women of color who were often raped, beaten, or killed on rest stop break. Married young to a good man, pillar, deacon. She raised five children, two passed before her, and the good deacon passed five years hence and his benefits barely paid the bills. She was always good with her. Able to see a style in Jet or Negro and make it hers, hands that worked in kitchen, raising children other than her that said hard work. But still being able to make the kitchen of black hair sing a luscious course of beautiful essence, the aroma of bergamot, conkaline, perm, and fresh braids. He would sit on the linoleum floor his grandmother would give him a lollipop and a black Barbie doll, praise him for having nimble fingers, able to catch an intricate braid, the same style of a hair that a woman had in her chair. She would cough a lot, and she would just tell him to go get her water and her pills, and soon she could no longer do hair. Saturday morning stopped. When Big Mama passed, this doll is the only reminder of the kindness, the love, the pride, and in his bag he would hide her, caressing her hair on the way back home from school. Then tragedy strikes, the air of a broken zipper, the embarrassment, the tease, the hit, the efforts. You're gay. We always knew you were gay. You was, you was born this way. I knew when we said come play basketball, you said you want to play. We knew. The silence of not snitching because it can make things worse. Writing these letters, tears soaking loosely, razors sitting on the top of the sheath, and all the little children will lie and say that they watched them get beat, watched the blood trickle as they turned a blind eye. But who? Who will turn on the light and allow him to collect his wise and push his hopes greater than the blue in the sky? I used to carry sorrow like shadow. Poem. Yes, sir. Okay. Next up, we're going to go with you, Nicole. All right, so um, tomorrow is a special day for me, so I will actually be celebrating my 24th year in my sorority. So I actually came up with something yesterday. Um, 
April 14, 1997 was a glorious day to behold. That day at Clemson U, I crossed the burning sands of Sigma Gamma Rho. I was adorned with 10 pearls and two rubies dipped in royal blue and covered in gold. I took the journey solo with no one to lean on or embrace. I stood alone by myself as the only one, the ace. When I told my mom initially what I wanted to be, she could not fully relate because she did not know much about sororities. Her response was very quick as she said, well, what do they do? Because I don't like those cliques. I told her it wasn't like that and it was created for a purpose. I explained how it was the sisterhood with ladies who believed in scholarship as well as community service. Yeah, we do twirl canes, do our call, step and stroll, but it's about doing the work and the service as a whole. With the best design, although lasting creation, my line was the untold story. My name is Revelation. In peace. Yes. Come on. Come on. Yes. Revelation. Yes. <laughs> nice. We flowing tonight. Teardrop. Okay. Um, so this piece that I wrote is um one of an another artist of mine that I know she painted a picture and was like, somebody write a piece to it. So it's called What Dreams Are Made Of. Trying to escape the worries of the day. A deep sleep is where she fell when she lay. Wanting to be the best mother that they knew day in and day out. If only the sacrifices didn't make her feel so blue but she never let them see her pout. The traces of love, those lost and the new, wondering and hoping that prior mistakes don't return like morning dew. Trials and tribulations scatter her subconscious like clouds in the sky, leaving her to ask questions like why, oh why. Feeling forsaken and times mistaken, but never wanting to give up, cause even when she's down, she's up. Hopes and aspirations twinkles through darkness like stars and night skies, delivering positive expressions to dry up her crying eyes. So when she wakes, she may not know what all to do, but a day at a time is what she takes while letting the universe remind her of all things true. And that's that piece. All right. <clears throat> We're going to swing back around in rotation to Adrian. Okay. This piece is called Lost But Now Found. Names of streets haunt me, places from my past, feelings of love's lost, and my head seemed to last. Brokenness used to reign in my heart. I had to learn early on I couldn't change the past. And that known revelation was my new start. I was taking unresolved feelings out on myself, 
someone comforting me seemed out of the question. I tried calling those I thought whom I felt cared, but there was no answer. Then no one else could be found. How is it that I was the one of avail? Yet a friendly voice, I heard not one sound. I had to face nothing lasts forever but love. The universe doesn't stop when I hurt. No one cries with me, not one drop. I gave to the unworthy with a clean heart, no ulterior motives to find. But the reciprocity was nowhere to be found. And honestly, it caused a deep pain in my mind. So recently, I learned how to detach mentally, to develop well-being, start doing for me. I make boundaries. I can say no or respectfully decline. I am smart, beautifully made. If I walk alone, so be it, because patience brings resilience and my life is rightfully mine. And that's that piece. Okay, Adrian. Yes, yes. You better get it. <laughs> Rocking the night, I'll tell you that much. Brother Poe, I got you up on stage right now, brother. All right. <clears throat> The title of this piece is called Kiss from a Rose, inspired by Seal's song. <laughs> Clothed in the mysteries of the abyss is a phantom kiss, morphing through the air, drowning in despair, searching for the grain tower in the sea that would make me flee. As this dark side of me was introduced to your light, I tried so hard to fight. But when it snows, your eyes have this light and it can be seen. I try to ask the universe, what would it mean? Then I compare you to a kiss from a rose on a grave, hoping and praying I could be brave, brave enough to accept this mystifying event as you compliment this desired kiss from a rose just below my nose, our lips waiting to feel your touch. My righteousness avails so much, but the more I taste of you, the stranger it feels. I'm on the ball of my heels, cause I see that in the fog of the abyss, your rose is in full bloom and it's just a kiss from a rose. Did you know that when it snows, now a new light hits the gloom on the green tower in the sea. Can't you see how the thorns cut me? Just because I need to feel your kiss. There's only so much me as a man can miss. Only so much I'm compelled to say, there will come a day, as Seal would say, you remain my power, my pleasure, my pain. This growing addiction I cannot deny. That's why I'm locked in this room with padded walls asking why. You know that's not healthy, baby. But only a kiss from a rose can save me. And that's that piece. <laughs> Killer. Getting it in, the vibes. Jazzy, we gonna swing back down to you, okay? Making moves. <laughs> Making moves. I tried. I tried to love him, but his force was too strong. His hurt, his pain, his stress, and everything that went wrong. And I know some of you weren't loved like you were supposed to. That your mother loved her pipe more than she loved you. 
and that daddy didn't come back from the store like he was supposed to, so I made sure to call him King when I knew he was weak. I tried to understand him when he didn't speak. A pure love, untouched, that was tested by his doubts. How can she love me? What is this truly about? I tried to make our, our present days and our tomorrows a new future, but I was dealing with a heavily broken creature, and and I was giving all my energy into him, tried to show him the love I had within, but but I was defeated. The harder I loved, the more I was mistreated. His pain made my face stain. With tears, he couldn't cry himself. There was no warning beforehand. He moved into my heart with self, crippling my vision of love and romance, questioning did my love to his brokenness stand a chance. He, he never viewed me for who I was or what I declared to be. And all I needed for him was to trust me. But he kept his heart. The only thing he had left hidden so deep it wasn't in his reach. He was delicate, but hard and stubborn to teach. So I had to let go. For if I remained holding on, he would have taken me with him. And it was hard to say goodbye. A part of me was still wishing that we made it to our happily ever after instead of an aborted missing. Kings, there are still queens that need crowning and that comes from you. All that we ask is to let us fucking love you. Peace. Yes. Mm. 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 Taking it back. I know, right? Ooh, you take a breather on that one. Wow. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I know. Mojave, you up next, brother. Okay. All right. Um, she is a cold gospel. Melody in check. Key and D marching four by four in a trap symphony. She's hip hop hooray and hallelujah. Her pip scripture is the velvet black Jesus with tears in the picture. No sun, but she chooses shadow, figuring how to make it follow. Her sexy sauntering more male eyes teeter totter like seesaws, and I saw how she would cut through bilingual. She moves atoms in conversation, hustles blocks of mind with intelligence as a drug, and I get high when we speak. The alchemy is ominescent. We stare in eye westers, glare illuminated. Hands graze, forearm, touch becomes elected, the exhale of nerves, and she speaks. I couldn't even remember what she said, only that the atmosphere felt staticky. Had time stood still, moonlight was shining off the rouge of her lips. And I said to myself, I said, yo, you're highly intelligent, you're witty, you have this dope sense of humor, you're creative, you have an artistic spirit. All these characteristics are magnified by your spirit. You're a melanin majesty, full lip dynasty, the curvy geography, the hallelujah hypocrisy, the tantalizing five, the legend of legs, the fantastic feet that walk all day in my mind. It is a crime. How you sway to my eyes dismay. And I'm swearing that I'm going to get you one day, warning you in every way. Don't play. At least play with me. But the closest we have to God on earth. The very blessing that draws light to this earth, the gateways of work because without them we are nothing. You tell me what's better than an intelligent, kind, creative, beautiful, and amazing black woman. What is greater than a black woman that loves you and only you? She is the universe and all the creation can be found in her eyes and smile. Poem. Wow. I love, yes, I love that. I love that. Wow. See, see, the building is on fire tonight. 
<sighs> All right. We're going to go with you, Nicole. All right. All right. I call this Little, Mar Little Maria. Maria had the body of a grown woman, although she wasn't quite 15. Maria didn't like the attention, but she was a star in every cat's dreams. The only thing that interests her were school and making her parents proud. She never cared about being the cool girl or being a part of the in crowd. Big Tony was the man around town. Everyone knew who he was and how he would get down. No one dared to step to him or tell him no. He was a street dude and the streets were all he didn't know. Women flocked to him because of what he had and the guys wanted to be a part of his crew. One evening, little Maria and Big Tony's path would intersect because Maria took a shortcut through the park and ending up, ending up encountering something she would, could never expect. Maria decided to stay at the library later than she usually would. Although it was a time of year that it got darker sooner, she figured it was all good. Going through the park would cut down on the time by more than half. Just thinking about her plan made let, let out a little witty laugh. But as she walked, she thought she heard someone from behind. She turned her head, but saw no one, so she paid it no mind. Then Maria passed a large oak tree, which she saw him there waiting, as if it was to get her alone. It was Big Tony. He asked her to slow down and to come and chat, but she, she told him she could not stop because she had to get home. That's when he grabbed her and wrestled to her to the ground. There, somehow, he held her arms as well as her legs bound. Sadly, little Maria will never be the same. And instead of Tony, she looked at herself to blame. He pried and cracked the safe to her innocence she held tight as he left her a different little girl by stealing her treasure that night. In peace. Oh. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh. Wow. You, you had mm. to take a breather on that one, huh, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> that was very nice. I oh, love that one. All right. Aaron, we're going to come back with you, man. So um, Teardrop had talked about writing about a painting or some art that a friend had made. And that reminded me of writing about some art that I enjoy. Um, it's actually a movie, something we all can relate to. Uh, one of my favorite movies, Boomerang. All right. So Boomerang is one of my favorite movies. Eddie's swag, Howie's eyebrows, the fellas' friendship. It just does something to me. I feel like I am Eddie. I wanted to be Eddie. I literally majored in marketing. I wanted to run an ad campaign and really play my part in it, leave my mark in it. Strange how it didn't come to fruition. I've honestly never even came across an opening for one of these positions. But that's cool. That's not the only dynamic I thought was interesting. I loved how his friends benefited from his existence and even tackled on the subject of friends with benefits. You had Robin giving him the business, being everything he wished for, just for that not to be the just for that not to be what he bargained for, caveat emptor. Meanwhile, what he yearned for was a package of perfection for the eye he didn't own until he possessed it and figured he could possess his own. 
tried to juggle so much and hurt so little. Man, those balls was big. Too much confidence will have you falling, falling off the cliff. But it's something special when you can share life in the art you give and realizing giving dick doesn't compare to the heart you give. What goes around certainly coming back around for Eddie and me, but the, tra but the trajectory it took gave me time and helped with ready and me. But so many parallels and distinctions deep down under my core. Boomerang is one of my favorite movies and after writing this, it means even more. So yeah. I was bored one day and I was just watching it. That's what's up. Brother Poe, I'm gonna slide you up next in here because I know you brothers on a time restrict. <laughs> I mean, so uh... this piece is called The Bliss and Agony of Love. Whoever thought that two entities can occupy the same space? Even when relative reality is displayed, so much so that the heart knows equal mass and matter, but holds it together so the blood doesn't splatter from a known condition called love. Yes, love. Love is comprised of both the bliss and agony of the depth of deep emotions, yet hitting in the dexterity of flesh and bone are many notions that the two are mutually exclusive. When the premonition of how they coexist are inclusive, so inclusive we search through life trying to find the one. Our matrix is filled with so many soul ties that cannot be undone. However, for the very moment the flesh is fulfilled and, and one is no longer strong-willed but rendered helpless to a state of unrest, circling through this sphere of chain reactions that tells the mind you're in love and that's bliss, or the moment of extreme agony waiting for the love's true kiss. Only realizing it comes and goes just like the wind blows. So me, myself, and I never gives up on wondering why. I become so hard and closed off to love when I'm deeply in love with love, grieving in my spirit for that unconditional that I yearn from another fleshly being, hoping for a residual return on my romantic endeavors. Giving each other favors with kisses of flavor, Determined never to let each other go, no matter what. No matter what happens, falling in love, no matter what. So that the love that is comprised of both bliss and agony can fight amongst themselves and write a totally new love story. And that's that piece. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. Thank you, oh, let's go. Hey, brother Poe, let everybody know where you, where you at, brother. Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm always on Epiphany Radio, the For Real Entertainment Network, with Ms. VIP Mojave um, hosting shows. Uh, and my show is actually Thursday night. It's called The Get Down with my brother, J. Rob, the wise son. And uh, this Thursday, we're doing a tribute show to DMX. So make sure y'all tune in. But tonight, it's the full council with your host, that guy. To my right, your left, my hobby. So make sure y'all tune in. Definitely, most definitely. All right, peace, brother. Thank you, though. My hobby, you up next, brother. That means. All right, yeah, because we are, we are split this and going. Make sure if you come through tonight, the number is 319-527-6300. Press one to be heard. We are talking about toxic relationships, situationships, family bonds, toxic everything. 
uh, World Council is an egalitarian council of conscious, creative uh, community that comes together and discuss today's issues. So that being said, um, the brother uh, Aaron inspired me to do this piece. So um, I'm gonna dedicate this to you, all right? Tonight, I'd like to talk to you about numbers. Numbers that may be insignificant, but math rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I, meaning one, was born of two, of which had seven. One gave four from his loins. He came from two, who each two came before them. Unlike his mom, where there also came two, had only one sibling, but a father was one of three, but never mind me. I'm just establishing backstory. I can count me, but I can't count the exception of Africans into the exception of this country, enslavement. Countless numbers with 800 crowns like old English 800. It is the power, malt liquor, that's so primarily in inner city, high density communities. No, see if this adds up. One, Dallin Roof killed nine, sat through prayer meeting as he reloaded five times and he will not be vilified. Not like selling Lucy's or wearing a hoodie or playing music loudly or talking on the one phone with one BB gun being shot multiple times and he could not run. What is the numbers on an open carry state like Ohio? Seems like police kill one too many black men quick on the finger triggers to take lives that they don't have to contemplate and wait. It doesn't have to be no justification. Two officers went to go see Eric Gardner and said, and when he said he did nothing, a chokehold was applied along with him screaming that I can't breathe 11 times until he expired. Or decimals. You like decimals, right? I like decimals. Like 1.5 seconds. And in 1.5 seconds, followed by four minutes of the same officers claiming that they told him to put down the gun three, four times. But they said in a report that Tamir Rice was only about 12, or how about 17? 17 for Jordan Davis, or Trayvon Martin, 18, or 18 for Mike Brown. Wait, subtract 10 months. How about eight? How about eight minutes and 46 seconds? George Floyd, where Derek Chauvin kneeled on his neck until he was dead, ignored that he said he couldn't breathe, called for his mama, blood leaking from his mouth and nose, and he did not remove his knee, even when the paramedics arrived. George Floyd is not on trial. George Floyd is not on trial. Or how about eight shots for Walter Scott? And half of eight is four. And how about four little girls in 1963, a church bombing? And this church bombing by bullets by a 20-year-old who went to doing as he is told, killing nine, arrested without incident, brought Burger King, treated like gold while he'll eventually be on display, say that he was deranged, mentally ill, while he still killed. Reminds me of this movie theater or Sandy Hook or Boston bombings. His smirk was so charming as they led him away in a bulletproof vest. How about Dante Wright? It's a mistake. Pulled a warrant that he didn't even know about. Sent to the wrong address. No way to address and fix his station. There's no explanation. When you black, you have no clout. The cuffs come out. Vera cop pills gun says, shit, I think I shot him. Yelling taser, taser. But it's the bullets who got him. But I am but one. It gave to two, which I had three of two, 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 which two are boys and one is a girl. And how do I show that this is their world? This place that vilifies the victims, that gives shooters grace. And what could I add to the decimal shifted into place that is not already been subtracted or divided by their color? And what will be the sum of trying to show that black lives matter and the soul of this world is growing numb and we live beneath the thumb? And it's not adding up. It's not adding up. It's just not adding up. Oh, yeah. Wow. Definitely happening tonight. Definitely. That's heavy. Definitely. Mm -hmm. All right, brothers. I'll catch up with you later. Catch Definitely. See you on the show. Later. Peace.
This is a piece I titled Just Between Us. When we chilling at the crib, there's nothing strange to us. Foundation of love with an uncomfortable trust. Sitting on the couch where our hands just touch. Kissing so much because of time we make up. Working so hard while the clock moves slow. Enjoying our growth at a nice tempo. All that matters in this world, what we give to one another. Making sure we capture moments so our bond doesn't suffer. Connecting our power so we shower with affection. Praying on the blessings that we both been requesting. Good enough feelings keeping our drive high and alive. Seen enough to survive through my eyes from the sky. King. Yes, yes. Oh. Thank you. Uh, we're going to swing right into motion on that. Gina Storm, you're up next. All right. Um, hey, y'all. Hey. I'm still celebrating National Poetry Month um, this Tuesday, like the whole month of April. So this will be my piece for today. I'm titling it Platonic. So then. I think sometimes it's ironic that um, a lot of people don't understand that men and women can be friends and it's always remain platonic. Sometimes it's not because you choose for it to be, you just don't put an emphasis on certain energy. Recognize it. You allow it to not be the elephant in the room. Put on the back burner, so to speak, and don't allow it to take a spotlight ever because your friendship is a necessity. This person is good for you. They help you grow and see yourself in a way that is a necessity. You feel better being in their presence. You love the way that you look in their eyes. And for that reason alone, you cannot compromise. You give your best self, put your best foot forward, want to be seen in the best light possible. You want this other person to see you the way that you used to. If you never did previously, then this is the way that you should see yourself. See, they love you in the way that you love yourself when you can't love you in the gap, when you can't be naked and unashamed in front of a mirror, and wonder where that self-love is at when you feel like there is a weight of the world on your shoulders and you have so many troubles that you carry in the middle and the core of your back. You just need sometimes for somebody to see who it is that you be and the energy that you give comes organically. But this is a vessel that needs to be replenished, refilled to be whole. And this other person fills that spot for you, mind and body. And so you feel like the other part of you is missing. And this isn't even a romantic exchange. No, this is something that is so very necessary. Like I use all the gray matter possible that I can access of my brain. I like for my words to be on purpose and deliberate and nothing that I say to be taken any other way because if you question it, then please let me be the person that you come to out of respect. I love with every fiber of my being and every relationship that I've had and with everything that with my eyes and heart I'm seeing. And if you're deserving, I will give you that in spades. 
for whatever time I have on earth and when I pass away at whatever age, I want the thing to be said about me was I knew how to be a friend. And if the only example that they have is you, then you, my friend, made it worth it for me. I'm Gina Stone. Thank you for indulging me. Thank you, Gina. Right. Yes, Gina. Okay, just Jay. We're gonna go on with you, brother. All right. This is a piece of Mansa Musa, the real King Midas. It's a two-part poem. One morning, a man walked the grove and found a rich treasure trove in the middle of a cove. The gold was so gold that it turned the grass to gold, shimmering like dew does as sunrises first set. You see, gold grass is not good feed. Nope, not proper food for livestock to eat indeed. It taints the meat and caps the teeth. Why can one die rich and not take a nick or pitch just one more golden pitch in a golden griff? And at what expense? To what extent this job, why am I still working this? King Midas has touched our kingdom and has made us all rich. Why would I put my life at risk as a constable to take away a poor man's tent? There is literally gold everywhere. It's in the street, it's in our hair. It's on our hand, it's on our feet. It's in our chariot chair seat. It's in the air we breathe. And even the leaves of the trees drip precious gold. There is now gold everywhere. It's in the things we share, it's in the words, the ways, in the way it's the words that we say, to say how much we care. It's in the boxes in which we stare, it's in the burdens we bear, it's in the way we prepare, it whisks through the air, leaving webs everywhere. It's confusing. Why do the people despair over their dreams come true? Do you want to know why? Because you cannot eat or drink gold. Cairo became sick before his gold. This story is old and that was in 1324 in a cove alongside a grove on a hill of many bodies. And this was Cairo's fate, the day Mansa Musa, King Midas, turned Cairo's world to gold. In peace. Thank you, guys. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Okay, Brother Jay. <laughs> Rocking. Mm. Okay, Tiffany, we're going to swing back over to you. I have a question. So yes. after people say their poem, they say their name. At the end, is that what I'm hearing? You can, whichever floats your boat. No, I, mean. I didn't know if it was like um, poetic etiquette or something. <laughs> no, <Okay>. so <laughs> good. Just Jay. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Etiquette ain't my uh, ain't, ain't my go-to. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even thinking in reference to you because your poem just blew my mind away. I wasn't even prepared to go next after that. But I'm a, you know. I just heard a couple people do it before you, and I was like, oh. And I didn't do it either, because I've never seen it done. 
So I was just asking. But your poem was great. Like it was. Thank it was, you, ma'am. I appreciate you. And, and it'd be a couple of words that, that, that help the poet go ahead and move forward. I, I really do appreciate you. Oh, yeah. I was That's asking my personal questions. Yeah. Um, so, oh, this next poem was actually the first poem that I wrote. And it was in response to um, Brianna Taylor, but also at the same time, my best friend was in a like a domestic uh, situation. So I, I wrote it about her, but then like all black women. So <clears throat> here it goes. Uh, here we go. Okay, woman, what are those dark coils that crown your head? They respond at their own will and dare to be tamed. They mimic her strength. How does her skin so golden perfectly rise and follow the peaks and valleys that form tantalizing curves? Curves that flow like milk from a coconut, like rivers over thighs and hips. Her mass is thick like honey. Honey that leads to treasure, treasures within so sweet. Her heart is made of gold. She loves fully, although she encounters excuses for, for the fullness of love in return. She waits for the manifestation of it and it comes, though not as she expects. It starts as a seed, then becomes a being that nourishes from her rich soil. She is still giving, and what she gets, she can hold one day soon. She'll protect her love from past trauma, broken promises, microaggression, silent accusation, being overlooked, and not being a woman who has been fully loved, no inhibitions. She will, full up to, she will show up to fully love, and it is then she will be loved by something that comes from within. It starts from within. Who is a Black woman? She cannot be overlooked. She must be protected. Her story is complicated. Her prowess has been perfected through a long line of ancestors. Her light, it cannot be dimmed. Uh, T.M. Stewart. How about that? <laughs> yes. Yes, All right. Oh, absolutely. That was not very nice. Very nice. Appreciate that. Um, Adwini, you're coming in next. Okay, thank you. Hey, everybody. So without giving too much backstory, I'm feeling um a lot of the pieces that I'm gonna recite tonight are about being a mom because I have a 23-year-old son and um this week has been challenging my perception of being a woman and a mother and a a, a person. <laughs> so I'm going back to basics today. But um this is one I call, Are You Happy? We, flow, we throw flowers at the feet of a woman's grace and stones at the thrones that are her mistakes, questioning not what it takes to submit, but never to supplicate. So are you happy? I mean, I know, you, I know you're strong. You know how to keep your armor on. You know how to fight for what you want, even shadow boxing when she's all alone. But after all the fighting's done, are you even happy, hon? I mean, are you? You, heart part rose going purple from bruise with moonlighter ventricles of kill or cure, she's capable. You, dutiful showing up with a true, a man can set his watch to, all stressed out and mad and, mad and cute. Are you happy here? Are you? Are you even asking? You, skin sun-kissed, the color of African ultra. You, highlighter of God's canvas and rouge. You, supple, full, boosh, screaming baso. Kiss the world with your magic. Keeper of light force, slayer of dragons. Have you checked on you? Are you even happy? Are you? Can you be in the space with tension in your chest for everyone's fate? 
You are the glue that hold, everyone holds on to. What do you have to hold on to? Is there space left here for you when all is always up to you? And are you happy? I mean, I need you to want to be. I need you to want happiness more than the moment that now exists. I need you to see past all of this like a smoldering phoenix, master of your own metaphysics. Your magic is meant for more than just healing those who continue to cut you. Are you happy protecting yourself from his sword and protecting him from the world's just reward. Girl, my clumsy ass just fell. Are you living in this living hell? I know you're tired and yeah, I know you're strong and you and the answer is neither right nor wrong, but for a lifetime that lasts a moment long, ask if what you're spending your magic on is making you happy. So are you? It's left up to you to ask because you can literally sew your face into a mask, smile, embrace to see how your life turns out. They will throw flowers at the feet of your grace and stones at the thrones of your mistakes with equal vigor. They'll make peace with the war and name you bitter. They'll throw flowers at your feet and flowers, they'll throw flowers at the feet of a mother's grace. They'll throw flowers at her on Mother's Day, maybe Valentine's Day or holidays. They drive you gray every other day till they're throwing flowers on your grave. Now, I'm not asking you to change how much you give or how you behave. I'm just asking you for your sake. Are you even happy? And that's that piece. Mm. Oh, wow. my goodness. Yes. Outstanding. <laughs> so Outstanding. Outstanding. Yes. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That was real dope. Mm. That was deep. Definitely you was. Aaron, you up next, brother. I think this is my last one for the night. Okay, brother. Thank um, you. I appreciate y'all for y'all time. Uh, getting me out of my comfort zone, making sure that y'all feel like family. I really appreciate That's that. Um, I want to laugh a little bit. So I wrote this when I was driving. <laughs> I put a seed in the grass once. Nestled in the dirt. I couldn't wait to see the roots wrestle in the earth. I cared for it. Planned to cultivate my crop. I can openly say I wanted to traverse its treetops. I grew excited to see it grow. I got a cake out of it. When it snows, my snowman will have an arm for him, a stick out of it. I can feed all of my friends fruit. I can't wait to taste its juice. I'm just waiting for those insides to start to move. I want to watch it grow. I can't take my eyes off. It's only been a day now. I can't take my mind off. It has the sunlight, the water, everything it needs. Where is my motherfucking tree? I'm growing restless while it's not growing at all. I can't handle the stress. I hate that I got this involved. I want a tree now. I want it big and tall. I want it to be the biggest tree that anyone has ever saw. This is stupid. Maybe the seed's broke. How about I go to the store and I get three more? Now I have four trees struggling to see the top soil. I'm not even hoeing the land. These trees is not loyal. Man, forget it. I give up. After two days, I'm through. After all the work I've done, not even an inch of grew. That was my past, though. I always think of what they've become. I mean, I did give them everything they needed, the water and the sun. But would you believe that I revisited the plot? We sold our land to a farm hand, and he hit the jackpot. These were the biggest bountiful trees I think my eyes has ever seen. And all I'm thinking about is counting so much grain. There was plenty of fruit for feed, feeding, plenty of firewood for heating, 
I'm impatiently ready to cash in my crop, giddy and greedy. If only I would have gave three more days to my seed, I wouldn't have to ask, where's my motherfucking tree? You know what, Aaron? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that was a screen part story. Yo, that was dope, yo. Love it. That's how you got that cash tree. Yo, that's what's up, yo. <laughs> Drop the mic and leave. Yeah, you definitely bust the move on that one. No, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with y'all. I appreciate the company. Oh no, no, you gotta go. You gotta go. I want to go. I just put y'all. I already said it. All right, right now we gonna go with you, Jazzy. Yeah. So this is like a um a poem that I made with a whole bunch of movie titles. Um. So if you are a movie head, you'll be able to catch it. And I just called it a, it was fun. It was um, 90s hip hop love story. I'm so ready to just do the right thing. The single life has been a major pain. I'm just ready to be someone's brown sugar. I mean, I know I'm not Brooklyn's finest, but still doesn't mean I'm not waiting to exhale. I just got to cure this love Jones and he's got to be a real class act. I'm not trying to ask years later, why did I get married to a minister society? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my boys in the hood. They super fly. But I need someone who's ready for me to feed their belly with some soul food. Does anybody get what I'm saying? I'm not just, I'm not trying to get, does anybody get what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get in too deep about my life. I just want to give this juice to someone who wants to be waist deep in my poetic justice. And you don't have to be the king of New York, just someone who's a good, who has a good hustle and flow that can tame this proxy brown. And together we can be all about the Benjamins. We don't gotta wait till next Friday to feel like we hit the winning lottery ticket to roll down, to roll bounce down Blue Hill Avenue. True love doesn't cost a thing. I'm just in a pursuit of, ha I'm just in a pursuit to find happiness. Trying to, sorry. Try to so try to be the best man so we can have a higher learning of why do fools fall in love. So future bay, lean on me. Let's set it off together. I want the boomerang effect of the love I give out. I don't care if I gotta search ease by you. I'm gonna get you, sucker. I'm gonna be Jason's lyric. Peace. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, love watch it. too much TV, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> movie, she a movie head. That was dope. good movie. All oh, good movie. Right up. Yeah, Adrian, we're gonna come back with you. All right. This piece is called "My Favorite Hello." You're my favorite hello, bringing many smiles, no matter where we are nearby or over the miles. I try to be here for you in every circumstance. The goal is caring and supporting each other if we're given this a real chance. There may be a lot going on, maybe in your mind, too far gone. Remember to share to lighten the load so things will be easier down the road. There are circumstances beyond our control Yet we take chances to find peace, not just to find a piece of ass. It became clear as glass. It doesn't matter the age, the distance, the circumstance. If you really want me, the feeling will be reciprocated. In my mind, every touch from you is anticipated. My truth is, 
I yearn to wake up in the morning knowing that I am loved, needed, and wanted. To shine so bright the negativity can't come in. To have love so strong it can't be shared. Uh, can't be stunted, I'm sorry. To have intimacy. To take off all layers. To watch the sunset and make love. Being each other's backbone. Rebuking all of the players that try to plant seeds of doubt. See, you called me your piece, right? Then we have to put in the time to make this relationship work day and night. Your vulnerability brings out my nurturing. Yet, you still remain my favorite hello and will stay in my heart wherever I go. And that's that piece. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. All right, Nicole, we're going to come in with you. All right. I wish I was the person who writes a poem at the drop of a dime, because unfortunately, writing poetry is more than just making things rhyme. That's why I appreciate those who compose almost every day while I'm stuck like Denise in the episode of Cosby Show with Stevie saying, I, I don't know what to say. So being somewhat of a, of a perfectionist with my craft, although I don't curse, I must say that I surely don't have as. At one point in time, I used to keep my work just for self. Then I decided to share. And after being embraced and getting love, I figured I would be selfish not to induce, introduce myself and make others aware. I know it might sound crazy that I haven't read works of many poets who are well known, but I guess I never wanted to imitate another. I needed to have a style to be my mine and mine alone. When I write, I carefully think about my approach, words used as well as my flow. I try to gift you with a little piece of me as if it was stored away, uh, as if it was stor a stored away cargo. And no, you might not hear anything revolutionary, political, or even sexually explicit. I tend to stay in my lane of comfortability, but I can, I can if I wanted to, so don't get it twisted. So if one or two of my poems should tickle your ear, I will put another notch on the slate and I will definitely be with joy and pride when I hear you say, yo, that Nicole Brookings is great. In peace. Okay. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. All right. Thank you. Nicole. All right, Nicole. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Teardrop, we're going to come back with you. Um, this one is called uh, Making It Right, a text message. So this is the power of the pen, but through the cell phone. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard the saying, never do wrong by a poet? Well, doll, if you hadn't, I'm about to make this pen right. So take a seat and lend me your ear. No, better yet, let me give you back the piece of your heart that I once held dear to me but not before I rip it from within and spin it all till 
all the blood drips dry for each time I caught you in a lie. And even those times you made me cry. The truth is what we perceive it to be. But how can your truth and my truth be so differently when we lived in this life together? Starting with the ending to make sense of your new beginning. Our breakup has the difference of a four-month time span to cover up the lie that you wasn't living with me. But I have pictures and texts to validate my truth. What do you have? Oh, and your new girlfriend who claims y'all started as friends and was praying over our relationship that we would make it work. Her prayers were in vain and fell on deaf ears, unless that was something she was just trying to say to be saying. But riddle me this. You say we broke up in September. She began praying in October. Thanksgiving and Christmas we spent as a family. I called us quits on the first of the year. 16 days later, a new commitment you made. But on the 26th day from my place, I bid you a final goodbye. So where in that puzzle were we not in it for you and her to let a new thing begin? In regards to your perception of when we were through, who prays for something to work if they know it's already broken through and through? Oh, wait, now I see how that can be. If you're sticking to your truthful lie that we broke up in September, you see. But it's cool. I was that fool to love you in spite of all the lessons taught in life's confessions. Unconditional, seeing so traditional, yet it was too hard to be simple and you were like that midlife crisis pimple. Easy to be seen, but if popped, it would spread. So I masked it with makeup, thinking it was a cover-up. But those who knew me could still see that the hurt and pain was bigger than me and that I was fed up with you, you see. Quoting my scriptures that he would put no more on us than we could bear, I pleaded to take his yoke because it was easy and his burden was light. No more room in me to fuss or fight. I prayed to my only help, my guiding light. He's been my shepherd and his seed. And as his seed, I do not have to beg. I just let him lead. He's kept me safe and secure since March of 2012. So why did I ever try to replace him? Guess that's why I went through a year of hell. But God has been my refuge, a constant friend. He delivered me from you, and that stressor is through, much like this poem. So I'm going to hit that button so in my signature block, you can see that God has my heart. Send. And that's that piece. Teardrops. Definitely going down. Hey, brother, I'm glad you just got your water because you're up next. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, hey, I would like to say hey to the ladies that held it down last week. It was that, that was insane. Y'all did an awesome job. I will show really appreciate y'all. That was crazy. All right. Brother Musa, on this day, like other days, I put this scroll into a gourd, setting the gourd into the current of the sea. 
in hopes that it finds you and the kingdom well. I do so miss Africa and the Mali people. But now you are over there and I am on the other side of the sea over here. You see Musa, I am here and you are over there. Why well, used to dream to see just that, that that is on the other side of the sea. I knew it would be wrist to neck, life and limb, but the sea beckoned me. So I turned my gaze to the great blue beyond, all aboard and moved into the void. The journey was treacherous and we lost well over half our people. There is no life in the ocean storm. No, an ocean storm is not warm. But the next day was, when there is sand under your belly and the natives tending to your people, although this land is not African, it is as untouched and as beautiful, full of plants and animals that I have never seen before, with giant birds that keep watchful eye. Little brother Musa, be a kind, wise and generous man with law in your left eye and justice in your right and be our people's king forever your brother Uliya in peace nice my brother smooth sailing smooth sailing Gina you gonna come through with that lightning (laughs) the storm is here Ah. Okay, okay. Um, so um, I want to do something for all of y'all. I like to give flowers to the living, so I'm going to do a tribute to the poets that I titled Family. I got a new brother this evening. His name is Aaron. I have other Aarons in my family as well. Aaron is a name that is near and dear to my heart. One of my cousins turned 30 today, and my daughter will this same year. I remember when her mother was pregnant with him and when I was pregnant with my child, too. All we could think was they were going to be the same age for as long as they lived because they were both born in 1991. So, Aaron, happy to have you in my family this evening. Edwina, I'd like to give flowers to you, too, as well, Queen. The reason that I love you is because I've seen you in advanced times. Come on this mic to shine. You were in your vehicle and you were spitting your piece or hiding away in your bedroom, trying to be out of your children's space just so you could have a space in which your creativity could shine through. So for you this evening, Queen, I wanted to give a bouquet to you. Nicole, I remember the first time I heard you say that you were reluctantly being a poet. You had been a supporter of this whole community for quite some time and didn't realize that you were part of us, but my sister, you were family. The way that you express your love in graphic detail, I didn't go to um, one of those historically black colleges and I salute you and everyone who did. Wasn't part of a sorority. I got my degrees in Europe, 
what I love about you is the way that you can tell stories that make me feel like I had the experience too, and not just a situation comedy that was fictional in some school that was supposed to be part of a community with some black actors that we all know. You know what I'm talking about, that ain't you. Your reality is this, you made it come alive for me in a way that I can embrace. And I love to hear you enjoy your poetry and that genuine smile that comes across your face. And Miss Teardrop Queen, this is what I have to say to you. Teardrop might be your name, but there's a strength inside of you that's a necessity. And all queens need to dig in real deep. They don't see that they have that same strength. They don't understand why Teardrop can be your name, but all I see is you're a warrior. And I salute you too, Queen, and I had to give you your flowers for you can hear them. Queen, I'll come back to you because you're not a poet. So just, Jay, this is what I have to say. Sometimes we share mics on the same airwaves, same time in the same space. And after I've spit my piece because I freestyled, I don't know what I shared with other poets, but you got an actual taste. You weren't just digesting it. You were taking in the parts of the whole and you were comparing it to the gene storm that you didn't like when you first met me. And then who I am, the totality and the friend that I am and can be and all of this transparency. And I salute that because you made me see that there is a better me inside me, even if I try to suppress her. That's all I got for you, bro. I'm out. So, Jazzy, <laughs> you're beautiful and you're gifted. Um, go to your page often because I want to see the things that you've done with the haircut. I've been getting my hair cut for so long that not being in the barbershop right now, I'm kind of going through a thing I'm jonesing. And one of the things that I've been loving about myself is that my scalp is healthy enough to grow it out, so I'm growing it. And as I go through this transformation, and I love where I am, I love your profession, because I'm more comfortable in a barbershop than I am a beauty shop, and you're a master barber, and I salute you, my queen. Job well done, you're not just a poet, you are gifted in so many ways. King Atterbury, thank you for always extending the invitation. Even if I'm not in one of these boxes, I told you I'd be on every occasion. I was in the chat before I came in to be one of the boxes. And then once I got here, it didn't work out for me no more, but that's okay, because I'm still here. This is what we do. And this is what we're here for. You love putting together words, phrases that don't always rhyme, but you want to make a point at the same time. And I salute the fact that you knew that this was a necessity and made it a possibility for all of us this evening and every Tuesday. So thank you. And this bouquet is for you, King. Doubling back to Quentin, you um, always make it a possibility for this to take place because the Let's Talk Network is where the Poetry Corner has this opportunity. So even though you're not a poet, you're in the background and you'd rather not be seen or recognized. I have to because it wouldn't be right. So everyone, enjoy the bouquets that I give you as I do as they come to me because it's with all sincerity. This is my bouquet that I'm giving to the living. I love all of you. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. You're welcome. Yeah. I love so y'all. I love coming here. Right. Trying to get folks teary eyed up in here. <laughs> yeah. That's it. 
All right, no problem. We're going to rock with you. We're going to go in. All right. Okay, so this message is as much to me as it is to uh, my son and to everyone here who has a dream that you second guessing yourself, you worried about what's coming next, you letting life throw obstacles in the middle of the road and you wondering if you measure up. So I know I am and I know I see it in a lot of people around me. And so this is kicking my own pants and I hope it's a kick in yours, just make the move is what I'm trying to, the energy I'm trying to capture. If this is to be the end, then what? Now that everything is going wrong, every comfort aggrieve, every nuance rendered unimportant, here at the edge of reason and treason of self, what now? What part of you would you kill if you could save your whole self? What part of you would you let die? What now? What now here in the weeds, where the weeds wave high above your head laughing, there's no safety here alone. Who's gonna save you from yourself? What now? What? Who would you kill for not loving you enough to take the blade away from your wrists? Does such a man exist? What now? Who you gonna run to from, excuse me, who you running from into these troubled waters? What now? Who are you gonna kill to save the girl that ran to the place where there is nothing solid? Who are you gonna tell? Who are you gonna fight? Who inside you, you gonna let die to save you now, this time? Who, what now in the forest where every tree got a hold on somebody? What now, what would you give? What you got left? Who you gonna pay to make this last decision? Who, who got the hand on the gun at your back, at your head? Who gonna live when you're all but dead? What now, what? Whose journey have you traveled to the edge of your beliefs, to the edge of all that you thought was in store for you? Who going to talk you off of the ledge this time? What now? What? What an awesome decision to hold in your own hands, your own existence. You got the whole world in your pocket looking around for a hero. What you going to do when it adds up to zero? What? And when? You do, who suffers? Who suffers most when you are suffocated behind a mask with no pathway to your voice, no pathway to your screams, no tracks for your dreams? Who's in charge and what they gonna do now? Now that you got the gun, now that you got the choice, now that you'll stop and go at the sound of your voice, what now? When you'll write yourself out of everyone's plans, when you've given up the love of every woman and man, when you've dropped the sword and put down your vest, who you gonna fight when you're the last one left? Thank you, and that's it. All right. Yes. All right now, Jazzy, you up next. Quentin, Quentin, can you hear me? He paying attention. This one's for him. Uh oh. I'm gonna do it. This is this is the one the poem that he writes. So I'm gonna do it. It's like we're addicted to the conflict and knowing that the end result will be pain. Trying to be a soulmate to a motherfucker when all we really know is their name. And what we thought was a twinkle in their eye is actually the cause of our demise, but we still try to try. Ignoring all the signs that we should pay attention to, yearning for this lost soul to say I love you to. And through all the lies and the broken promises that were made, we still try to be their hope, their human band-aid. Caught up with the mixture of potential and lust. Life is trying to pull us away, but we fight against the gust to love him, to love her, becomes our must. 
And when shit still ain't going right, we just wipe away our tears like it's whimsical, feeling like we got something worth fighting for, trying to make it spiritual. See, I know all about this. Because as soon as, as soon as I seen his smile, I thought, damn, I thought, oh, damn, how I had to have this man. I couldn't get him out of my mind, wanted him all the time. A couple of phone calls, two dates and morning texts. I know it's going to give the pussy up pure good sex. And listen, when it happened, I felt glorified, dignified, a whole lot of moisture in between my thighs. Shit was so good. I heard him say, I love you. Right as he was about to bust through, not only did he come, but he came like a full-blown missile into my vagina and my brain. I lost sleep, lost an appetite, gained confusion and fears. I was like, who the fuck is this new woman that's standing here? I thought I knew her, but I don't know her like I used to. And what are these changes that I'm going through? In the midst of that, had the smile and the charming face. Yeah, I haven't seen that nigga since I left his place. I thought he said he'd love me with her. Where the hell on my text, he told me that I was different from the rest and that I was his last next. See, what had happened was I tried to love something that shouldn't have been loved. I hugged something that shouldn't have been hugged. And I for damn sure fucked something that shouldn't have been fucked. And just because I had to share it, we mix souls and spirits. And I'm standing here like a fucked up experiment. I am now him and on my way to my next victim. Peace. Easy, Jesse. Yes. I'm rolling out with that one. Sheesh. That's my good night. <laughs> See, I got my, my good luck uh, portrait up, right? Okay. Well, Jazz. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> the capper for the night. Another great night <laughs> in the poetry corner. Um, and trust me, the only reason why the uh, the this night must come to an end because uh, I'm on films over here. You guys really rocked it tonight. Um, those that were here and those that even left. I mean, this was probably and Nicole gonna say I always say it, but this was probably y'all. You guys outdid yourself tonight. I mean, I think it was about fourteen different poets at one time that came through. Um, mm-hmm. Like I tell everybody, um, I have the best seat in the house, so I was able to sit back. Even when you guys don't see me on the screen, I could still hear what's going on. So I was able to really, um, really, really able to enjoy everybody's uh, poetry tonight. So with that, um, any anybody got any final thoughts? Anybody got any uh, uh, social media links that we need to follow so we can hear more of you guys' poetry if you're not on the show? Not yet. I'm working on it. If anybody want to connect and get us all together for like projects and all this creative stuff, I'm with it. I'm working on a, a series of books, but all, all poetry. So if anybody want to read it and give me some feedback, I'd appreciate it. Um, I got a couple yeah, works in, in stuff. You can check me out on YouTube also, King Atterbury Inc. I mean, so, uh, absolutely. Also, no books out there on Amazon. No, Joel Washington Atterbury, or you can get the books by Joel Harris or King Atterbury. Yeah, Nicole, I'm a CIA agent. All right. Still myself, though. Nicole R. Brookins on Facebook and um, was it Instagram Clips and Poodle ninety seven? 
I do have a was it the YouTube page, but not really up like that. So I'm your friend yes. on Facebook. I think I follow you on Instagram. Yes, we okay. you're there. And also, um, for anyone watching the show, if you would like to be a participant, a guest on the show, just uh hit me in my inbox and we'll schedule something out. Okay. Well, night, guys, uh, you guys have a blessed night, and we will see you guys next week. Stay